0: For the people at home. Hello and welcome to the Shut Up and Sit Down live podcast thing. We are at UK Games Expo. How is everybody doing? <laughs> Everybody's doing woo. <laughs> Has everyone played a game today? Yeah. 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 Has anyone done some things they regret on a monk track? <laughs> <laughs> Not yes. yet. We've, we've done a lot of things we were get on a rat track, yeah. I think. Yeah, too. no, Not the a cheese track
1: really got me. But
0: the night is young. Yeah. Um, thank you, everyone, for coming along to see this live show in Birmingham at the UK Games Expo. We're very excited to have you here. Uh, as you know, it is this weekend, it's the Queen's Jubilee weekend. And for those of you listening from across the pond, the United Kingdom, it's, it's also the Queen's birthday tomorrow uh, on Sunday? Yeah, no, all of this is
1: about my Jubilee, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. it's Ava's Jubilee. It's my Jubilee. Ava's Jubilee.
0: Uh, But the the United Kingdom is so small, obviously, if you don't live in the UK, you can walk from one side to the other in about 45 minutes. So it really is, everybody knows everyone. So a lot of people, I think, will be surprised to discover that the Queen isn't actually joining us here as a guest. That is unfortunate. She was going to come along, but she had a reservation at Pizza Express. and and (laughs) She she couldn't cancel it because she was worried it might affect her reputation. So, with that out of the way... (laughs) um, Thank you everyone for coming, and today we are going to talk about board games. What? What? I'm Matt Lees, and I'm joined by the Queen slash Ava.
1: Hi! Birthday it's girl. It's my
0: jubilee. It's my jubilee. And Tom. Hello, I'm Tom. It's not his birthday. It's not my birthday. And I'm not the Queen. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> the night is young. You come at a Queen, you bet best not me. <laughs> I like it. So, we're going to talk about a bunch of games tonight, and we're going to start off with a game that we played last night. Late into the early hours of the morning, yeah. much to our regret this morning yeah. at yeah. breakfast. <laughs> it's a game called Wonderland's War. Yeah. Mm. It's a game about Alice and Wonderland, and it's also a game that takes up like two tables. It's too big. It's too big. <laughs> it's terrifyingly big. That's I, the preview into the next like 10 minutes of conversation, really. This game's great. It's awesome. It's so huge. big. It's so big. Like, we were trying to find a place to play it in the hotel bar, mm. and people kept pointing at tables and going, what about that table? And I'd say, no, it's it's not big enough. And they'd be like, well, it'll be all right. And it's like, no, it's phys- it's physically not big enough. The box is quite unassuming. And then you it start is. unpacking it and it's like a Rube Goldberg machine of components. I'll say this for it. It doesn't have a box that's too big. It's not like, why is this box so big? It's like, no, it's a reasonably large box, but it's absolutely full of it. It's things. going to explode like a children's bouncy castle onto the table. <laughs> for reference, the board itself is almost the size of, it's about like, uh, two-thirds of this table. It's it's I tried to put it on a coffee table and it wouldn't even fit on a coffee table and that's just the board. It's like as big as my torso. Yeah. Yeah. But way bigger than that. <laughs> Tom! How dare you!
1: <laughs> I but Imagine hey, buff
0: Tom. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I was trying to like. am I offending you or the game or I... <laughs> I don't know what I've done, but I'm sorry. Anyway, this is a game which is, a. of course, it's in the area builder, area control bag builder genre. Yes. The, the popular thing. Yeah. Themed around Alice in Wonderland. Yep. But there's a war, which means all of the characters have knives. But it's not too full on. It's like, oh yeah, they're holding a knife. Yeah, <laughs> they're just holding a knife. Which is all right. It's, it's, it's
1: more not, threatening each other yeah. rather than anything else. Wait, that's not... That, no, that's there just, is, is a lot is of that, Death. No, yeah. it's just people... It's, it's just meeples breaking in half. That's not... Oh, well, those supposed to be people? Ooh. Maybe. It's not grimdark. Oh, no, what have we done? <laughs> it's,
0: it's not more grimdark Alice in Wonderland. It is still quite colourful and quite yeah. fun. And there, yes, there is the implication that people are being murdered quite frequently. But that, that implication was in, you know, the original stories. So that's fine. Anyway, the way that the game works <laughs> is effectively you're going round and drafting from this circular table the tea party The tea party yeah you're drafting cards effectively by going around the little rondel taking cards which affect the things that you have in your bag Mm -hmm. your bag is full of tokens and then you keep going around until you've done a bunch of drafting and then you go and have wars and as part of this card drafting in addition to putting things into your bag which you're then going to be pulling out randomly to see what happens in the fights you are also going to be placing your units in these different areas around the board and then one by one, you're going to go around those areas and you're going to have little fights. And the fights are the Quacks of Quedlinburg. Yes, yes. The so Quacks of Quedlinburg. Which means it's gone straight to the top of Matt's brain instantly. It's, <laughs> it's, it's up there with the best. I think one of the things I like about this specifically is I've discovered recently I was playing Quacks wrong in quite a few <laughs> different ways. But that's fine. It doesn't matter. After well, recommending it repeatedly yeah, I know, to right? so many people. <laughs> and the thing is, that I've realized the bits I got wrong, actually, when you play it the way you're supposed to play it, it's even better. So... <laughs> who cares anyway um, one of the things I knew I was getting wrong is the fact that in the manual it says that you're supposed to do it in the final round where everyone pulls at the same time and you go three, two, one, 2, 1 and you all pull out yeah. but it's more fun if you just do it for the whole game yeah yeah yeah, yeah. because just it creates a sense of like, drama oh yeah. and synchronicity but and everyone's, everyone's swearing at the same time yeah. it's part of the energy but in this game there's a lot of stuff where actually you're affecting other people's draws or there's stuff to do with the well, I beg your pardon <laughs> <laughs> You heard me. <laughs> you're affecting other people's draws. Yes, positively Ye- and negatively. <laughs> it's a game where most of the time you'll pull out a little token out of the bag and you go, "I get one strength." But you're scared because you got this little track and mm-hmm. you know whoever has the highest strength gets to beat them. But then later daylights. on you go, "I've pulled out a magic biscuit," which means you all now get some madness shards. Yeah, there's Are we a going lot to of tell stuff. them about Humpty's glove. <laughs> yes. We'll get to Humpty's glove in time. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, it's it's almost maddening in the quantity of different things going on, and in the process of me explaining how to play the game, which is not actually that complicated, it just has too much of everything you, going you on. You did have to assert that it wasn't actually that complicated, maybe six times <laughs> during the teach. I promise you, you take madness cards, but it's not that complicated. It's simple. <laughs> Please, just sit down. Please, just stay. I haven't even no. explained the Wonderlandians yet. <laughs>
1: I mean, you thought you had finished teaching the game about four times as well. (laughs) And then it was like, "Uh, Matt, can you explain what this is? Oh, yeah, that's
0: important. But that's more me than the game. That's that's more like, I think I'm done now. Oh, no, I haven't explained all of these things. It's... It just has a lot of things going on, and when you say, "Of course," there's also the Wonderlandians deck. That's it's it's very board games. It's very yeah. this is silly. I think it revels in having so much going on. Like there's so many components, there's so much stuff going on. It takes up a huge table, and it's nuts. But I think that kind of makes you take it less seriously, but not in a way that's detrimental. You just sort of get quite silly quite yes. quickly. Yes, like, and of uh, course you have Humpty's glove. You know, well, like I think this. actually thematically, I've played this game a few more times than you folks have, and I love the way that they've handled the theming. And I think often with this sort of thing, you know, let's be honest, Alice in Wonderland, it's been done to death, Yes. right? And also there's certain takes on Alice in Wonderland which have been done to death. I like the fact that in this, it doesn't try and go extreme. It keeps it quite like- I I beg your pardon. It doesn't go too extreme. It's quite, it's neon pink. Well, (laughs) in my world, neon pink is not an extremity. It's a a necessity. And I think Ava will stand with me on this. (laughs) All right, okay. Send him to jail. <laughs> Off with his head. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's bright and colorful, but also it has that like faintly sinister edge, but mostly colorful and fun. Yes. Which is very Alice in Wonderland. And I think that the way that they've done the different characters that you play as and the way they have abilities and the way they feel to play as feels quite fitting to the characters from the books mm-hmm. and also in the flipping Wonderlandian deck <laughs> of all of these characters from Wonderland that you can have as allies or bonus special chips that only you get. because yep. it's, it's a deck of everything in it is unique. Mm-hmm. A lot of the theming on it is really very fun in terms of being like, oh, I get to be this horrible caterpillar now oh i get to do this and a lot of it is kind of take that you know it's all like this thing does something mean to everyone else but in a way that's very satisfying
1: yeah it's kind of creative chaos isn't it because there is just something about like i mean yeah i had the amulet of the duchess so just every now and then i was just like aha i am the duchess (laughs) and obviously i really love claiming uh Monarchical ranks. Yeah. Um, uh, You've uh, already
0: taken two this weekend. Yeah. (laughs) Collect the whole set. Queen Duchess. Queen Duchess. Why not? Um, But yeah,
1: there's so much chaos in it that none of it feels mean-spirited or harsh. Even when you're picking someone to, to get, like it's just like, oh, that's just the price of the game. So you don't get annoyed with each other. You're just doing a bit of chaos, yeah, and that is Alice in Wonderland, right? Yes. Like it is, like everyone's irritating in that book. Like Alice just goes <laughs> meets a load of
0: unusual people. And they're and all annoying, and they're all annoying at, at best. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but fun annoying, fun annoying. Yeah, fun- annoying. I think Can I we- think
0: that's it annoying it's a good way of explaining it it's the fact that there's no moment where you say oh i'm gonna do this to you now and people don't ever go oh what it's because everyone's got all this stuff that does mean things so when someone says yeah i'm turning up here now which means half your army is dead people just go all right <laughs> like, it's just like fine do this so you've got the jabber walk that's Basically doing odd confusing things and putting putting poison poison into your bags so that you're pulling out tokens that are bad and then you have to give them back their poison token of being like, oh, thanks, you can have that back now, I've been poisoned. And they're like, oh, so it's lovely lovely putting them out onto the table as honey traps and then it's lovely when they give them back to you and being like, thanks, you poisoned me. It's like, you're welcome. Um, (laughs) Again, fits quite well into the tea party theme. And then the Cheshire Cat is basically just really annoying. Yeah, yeah, that was me. Just Just like grinning and stealing stuff from you. Yeah, stealing things from you. Or also purposely playing the game in a way that gives you more negative things that happen to you because you always get to offset them, yeah. if they're bad, onto other people. Yeah. You're yeah like, oh, yeah, I have yeah. to take three bad things. But I'm gonna give one of them to you. Yeah. Just <laughs>
1: not minding being maybe that's why I didn't mind I found it really annoying. was because I was mostly annoying other people and having all of the edges shaved off. And I feel me. like
0: I was the annoyee in uh, most of the game. (laughs) Oh, I don't know. You were playing as the Queen of Hearts. I was. And the Queen of Hearts literally just goes around murdering everybody. You you killed someone
1: randomly at the beginning
0: of every round, often multiple people. What are you talking about? (laughs) But at least I did it to your face. You know, like the Queen of Hearts turns up and goes, it's time to die. Whereas the Jab is like, you know, you forget that you've had poison in your bag. And then six or seven turns later, you go, oh.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <And> it, <laughs>
0: it finished me off I had one poison in my bag and it didn't come up for the whole game until a draw right at the end and it, yep. it completely screwed me in a way that was lovely but yet the Queen of Hearts as well like she's just very good at getting tons of troops onto the board just constantly and again it's lovely just sending out all these soldiers and then having and then murdering them all and so many of her abilities are like I get more points if I kill my own people <laughs> so it's just like every town just be like send out the whole army and then two minutes later going kill them all <laughs> which is just perfect That's some of them scary. come back and you go oh, yeah you're like fine Kill them again. Um, so there's just a silly, flippant nastiness to the whole thing, which is just very, very fitting. And actually, the one character which I haven't played as yet, it seems like the least interesting, is Alice. And that makes yeah. sense because, you know, she's just the girl who gets annoyed by people. <laughs> <laughs> she's the annoyee. Uh,
1: the, the, annoy- f- the annoyee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Of the
0: fun nonsense, uh, f- annoyingness. So that's the review. It's. Um, <laughs> It is irritatingly large in it's, every aspect. It's
1: like like the definition of maximalism. Like if every direction they've tried to put as much as possible. Most of the pieces are bigger than they need to be. Yeah. You can't see stuff across the end, the end of the table and there's text on a lot of things. And um, like, I really, I don't... Um,
0: there's there's an aspect mm. of the game which involves like when you're doing the fights, every time you pull out a thing and see a number, you bump up a cube on this battle track to see what the scores are so far for the fights and whether or not you want to stop fighting or keep going. And that's nice, but the board's so big that in certain table sizes, you kind of need a croupier to be yes. like moving yeah, yeah. them around. And it's 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 frustrating, I think, because of the fact that the scale of the box here, it's was a Kickstarter game originally, which came with lots of large plastic components. And I feel like it's really frustrating because of the fact that that's obviously defined the scale of things like the board yep. because it had to fit larger things. But at the same time, actually, as a retail production, it's pretty solid. Yeah, and it's, and not, it's too bad. not like, you know, <laughs> it's not full of junk. It's not terribly priced for what you get. So it's frustrating, but fundamentally, I do still really like it. I think a lot of us sort of landed on the point, which is like, we're sort of frustrated that we like it so much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it's. It, feels like it's a lot better than it has any right to be. Yes, exactly. You look at it, I saw it on the table. We arrived slightly late and you'd already got it all set up on this giant sort of plectrum shaped table. (laughs) It was huge. I sat down and was about a mile away from the person opposite me and I was ready to spend the next like two hours. It was already 11 p.m having a miserable time and i didn't no. even though i came dead last and that's like got to count for something and there's a hellacious- i came so last i came well. so so last so you got like 14 points and i was I on just, like 150 i completely yeah it was ridiculous it was like what were you doing John? i completely forgot to to play the game i think <laughs> i I forgot that you, you said, the first thing you said was you've got to score points to win and that information just left my brain on turn one. <laughs> I mean, there's, there it's, you know, we'll, we'll blitz through it, but there's a hellacious number of things going on here. Yeah, yeah.
1: and that's it. And it, you can get lost in that so easily. 100%. You can so easily focus on the wrong thing or get distracted by something. Like actually figuring out what you want to focus on and remembering to keep on focusing yep. on it is really quite yeah. difficult because you're losing quite a lot in that web of different things to pay attention to. Yeah, like my, to. I played this
0: with my brother and he's he plays a lot of board games and he likes them, but he's not like full board gamer. So the first time he played it, he just didn't bother doing any of the character upgrades (laughs) because there was kind of enough going on. Because you've got your character sheet that has uh, unlockable abilities that you can then use. And then you've got a thing that allows you to forge chips, pulling them out of your bag to get them out of your circulation, but then putting them onto upgrades with these different upgrade tracks that unlock things. And some of the unlocks are like on two tracks and you have to get in the middle. There's so much going on. (laughs) And then you've got like quest cards that have multiple criteria for doing them, which are way too much and just that's a mistake. And then the fact that you've got all these unique chips that come up in the Wonderland shop. You've got all these unique uh, units that do things. And then you've got the fact that the normal chips that you can buy, there's like five different types of things. There's four different variants. There's like A, B, C, and D for those cards, like Quacks of Quedlinburgs, that you can be changing it so that the chips do different things in different games. And each chip has two tiers within itself, so you have to reference that to make sure that you're getting it right. It's silly. It's very silly. It leads you down this path where I was thinking the reason, the big reason that I got such a low score, well, well, I'll say this is the one reason that I got a low score. Really, it's because I was just very bad at the game. But it was because I was chasing this one objective that I was like, this is going to define my whole strategy. This will, you know, jettison my points up into the stratosphere. And at the end of the game, it was worth three points. (laughs) (laughs) And that had literally like 130. I mean, it says a lot that really there was so much stuff going on that most people playing, apart from me who played it a few times, had an element of the game they just didn't really understand or yes. were playing wrong. And we were so tired and it was all so silly and, and extra that there was a wonderful point when our friend Clark we were playing with, who would not understood how something worked at all, just sort just, just of holding this card out to me as if I would know what it was. And it was doing something, I said, this happens. And he just held out his card as if to say, no, it doesn't. And I was like, why are you holding this card out to me? And he just went, humped his glove. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like... The glove of Humpty Dumpty. And it's like, thank you. What? <laughs> what? And that kind of summed up the game, really. Yeah, yeah. I think what one of the things I was thinking was the fact that you were saying that, you know, some people didn't understand one part of the game. It was because they were too far away from that part of the game. Yes. Yeah, Literally yeah, yeah. physically too distant. Yeah, from. I had a similar problem. We had to Great Wall of being like, well, that's four feet away from me. So I'm so not understanding that it. game. Yeah. It's not as bad as that. Um, I do like it a lot. It's worth checking out. But gosh, it's big. It's just, it feels like a game that was, is made for a kind of one of those gaming tables yeah. like the full size ones yeah, and I kind of I don't feel good about that because they don't really exist in the real world shall we talk about a game that's much 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 smaller but much 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 taller hell yeah Let's talk about what the game that I've got listed uh, on this little running order called Dodo Egg Game Boy. I had um, it down as Egg Game, the game. Egg Game, the game. The Dodo, is, Dodo edition. I think I've actually kind of completely forgotten what it's called. I think it's, it's called Dodo. Just it's called just Dodo. called Dodo. Dodo. It's fine. Uh, it's it's just Dodo. <laughs> it's a game made by publishers, Cosmos Games. Do you want to talk us through the basics of this? Yeah, so uh, it's an egg I game. get into like the high level. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's an egg game. Uh, you put an egg on a track, it rolled down the track.
1: Wait, 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 you can't call it a track because people will think we're talking oh, about yeah. a mountain track. A it's different.
0: like a physical thing. Imagine, if you will, a mountain. <laughs> uh, on that mountain is an egg perched at the very top. Uh, and at the start of the game, you will unleash the wibbly-wobbly egg. Uh, as it is, it says on the box. It's, it's called
1: like, that like, on the box. I don't like, know if the manual witness purely refers wibbly-wobbly
0: egg. Feel my wibbly egg <laughs> and no glory. <laughs> <laughs> but as soon as that, you know, you, you unleash the egg, uh, the game is afoot. <laughs> Um, you have to basically build a ramp. The, game's an egg. the game is an egg. The game is an egg. <laughs> <laughs> you have to make it uh, so this egg can safely be delivered. Oh, I should say it's the egg of the last remaining dodo. Yeah. Uh, and you have to make sure that the egg makes its way to the bottom of the mountain safely by building little tiny tracks for it to sort of transit it into a boat. Yes. So presumably the, then it's then like, I kind of had a kind of like <laughs> Game of Thrones scenario where it's going to get sailed away to another distant land where it can be safely, yes. safely kept until it's ready to hatch and come back and, Take over the kingdom, or put in a museum, or put in a museum. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what happened to our egg? Um, let's, well. let's, I don't
1: want to talk about the last dodo's egg. <laughs> <I don't, laughs>
0: why would that be? Why would that? I, I think, think <laughs>
1: we were supposed. Were we stealing it? Uh, maybe. I mean, <laughs> well, we didn't steal it. No, we <laughs> smashed <laughs> it. <laughs> we, we, we smashed
0: it. it. We. No, 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 we, we, we did quite we, badly. We were we, we we actually lost. very much. For most of the game, I was like, "This is easy." Yeah, we're going to be fine. And then we failed. Does the egg get faster? It felt like it got faster. It doesn't
1: get faster. The time just gets more intense. We can't, yes. I
0: can't stress enough, though, that this egg is so wibbly-wobbly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I, honestly, like I saw this, and like to several people, both of you, I think, and everyone have just been like, no, I just need
0: to show you this egg. <laughs> and everyone thinks, I've lost it. Yeah, I thought Ava was screwing me because she said, you've got to see this egg. It moves so slowly. <laughs> And then I stood there for about two minutes, just staring at an entirely static egg. And I was like, yeah, you're right. It's the movement is, it's so, it's incredible. It's almost impossible. No, no, and it the just cosmos. didn't move. Yeah. And then it did. <laughs> and it was like, That's a thing. how does it's, that happen? You, how does it, it didn't move for like two minutes. And then it just started moving and no one has done anything. You think that it's like an egg rolling down a mountain at a steady pace, but it doesn't. It wibbly wobblies. <laughs> it lurches forward. And sometimes and it in- doesn't either. <laughs> It either wibbles or it wobbles or it, or it declines to do... I think it I might know, have both... been stuck at that point. Maybe. We should I explain the actual what the actual game is because we've just sort of... No, I don't the know. That's that. the most I think we've, we've made it perfectly clear. <laughs> perfectly clear Thomas. it's actually it's very simple you roll a dice and you've got to find these little tokens you uh if you find the token you get to put it on a little bridge that you then get to clip into the mountain so you're trying to find these tokens as fast as possible so you can build the bridge kind of it's a bridge it's sort of like a rickety little it's path. A, it's like yeah. a pathway that goes like down. a spiraling it's pathway. a flume it's an egg yeah. flume yeah. yeah no it is it's just your standard egg or flume. an egg to skelter or an exit <laughs> <It's>, no no <laughs> it's like a hill to skelter for an egg is we yeah, can, yeah, cut this. Work. we yeah. can cut this from the finished <laughs> version, yeah, yeah, but you fun. all have to hear it. <laughs> you got to. You're here. You get the dregs. You get the dregs, <laughs> and you got to drink dregs. it. Dregs. the dregs. Should we move on? I, I didn't realise when I was growing up that um,
1: most people don't call water water slides aquazooms. <laughs> 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 was it just you, Ava? <laughs> yeah, apparently, it was just in you. my hometown, they were branded as aquazooms, but yeah. I thought that was the name for the thing. But like now the that people now all of you know that, I can say egg <laughs> It no, Sounds a bit too no,
0: much like egg cuisine. Egg cuisine. <laughs> it's confusing. Bin it. Should we talk about rats? And that's the end of the dreg section. <laughs> uh, I just want to say, finally, like, you've got to check out this egg. The wibble, the wobble. <laughs> Do, check. <laughs> Do check out the egg. Honestly, because it's... It, I don't know how they've done it, but it's, it's, it's an it's alien so thing. Slow. And actually, as a very simple game. It was just a memory game of, like, you roll the dice, and then you've got to find that thing. But we're all kind of working together, so someone's like, it's that one, and then you pick it up, and it isn't. <laughs> um, there was something about it, the fact that you all just roll the dice once, have one guess, and then pass it on, that made you... I think what I liked about this game a lot and I really did like it a lot was it had a really interesting texture in the fact that because it's moving around this 3D thing and very slowly wobbling away, it moves so slowly a lot of the time that there's quite a lot of the period of the game where you just can't see the egg because it's on the other side of the tower. And then and that, you, and at you that if no you're quite permits. chill. You're like, yeah. eh, just roll the dice, do what thing. But then as soon as it starts creeping its way around the corner into a peripheral vision, you're like,
1: oh, no. <laughs>
0: and then you just start like rolling the dice and picking a thing up without thinking about it. And you're like, of course it isn't that. I know what that one is. And you panic. And there's something about how slowly it's moving. Actually, <laughs> if it was moving quickly, it might give you a robotic sense of like, we have to do this. It might, yeah, it might yeah, imbue yeah. you with a focus that sometimes these like, games where you're up against the clock do. You're like, we've yeah. got to do this. But you don't because it keeps stopping and luring you into a false sense of like, it's fine, we've got this. And you know, I I think I might have been in the worst possible position around the table because I was responsible for viewing the very last section of egg (laughs) track and everyone was, you know, you were going quite fast, but I was like, guys, you really got to hurry up. <laughs> this egg is pacing it towards the floor.
1: I need to emphasize you're literally rolling a dice and trying to remember where a thing is. <laughs> like, there's so little It's a game, game do for this. children. It's all about the eggs. But as
0: with all games for children, it's, uh, it's quite magical and quite wonderful. Um, yeah. So yeah. even if you just go and stare at the egg and try and convince a stranger that it will move in a minute and yeah. can look at you in a very funny way, <laughs>
1: I actually just thought that, like, you know how uh, Dread and a couple of other role-playing games were, like, built around using (laughs) Jenga towers? Yeah. I actually think a role-playing game built
0: around the Wibbly Wobbly -wobbly Egg egg. might be
1: the best thing ever.
0: You are the last surviving (laughs) Dodo. (laughs) When the final Wibbly Wobbly Egg wibbles down into the abyss, (laughs) this world is over. We must move on and find a new egg. Egg Quest. Coming to Kickstarter uh, October... (laughs) Uh, October. <laughs> you mean about? <laughs> do you want to talk about Wait, rats? In the year yeah. October? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You haven't heard about it. It goes to another school. Um, rats. Would you, like to, would you like to introduce us to rats in space, Ava? Rats in space. It's not called that. No, I know. It's Oh, I should that. point out the last game we talked about was Dodo. Dodo. And uh, the first game we talked about was Wonderland's War. Because it's good yeah, to do that and we do that don't do it. So, yeah. first rat... First Rat, I I sat down to
1: this and I was like ready to be like not into it and got explained it. And like as we played it, I saw more and more and more depth in those rats' eyes. (laughs) And I was just I was just completely hypnotized. First Rat is a game about a load of rats that are going up this little track with multicoloured things that will give you treats. Treats being apple cores and like discarded rubbish and And sodium bicarbonate. Sodium bicarbonate. Just lots of random bits and bobs that you're picking up as you go along. Um, you are tr- doing that because these rats want to go to the moon. They've heard it's made of cheese. Related like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we've all been there. We've all been there. You get stuck in a junkyard. You're You, you want to go to the moon. Just want
0: to go to the it. moon. Uh, <laughs> Just do it. Just do it.
1: These rats are better than me and Matt ever were. <laughs> So, they are going to get it to the moon, and we're going to get it to them. And you get points for doing the stuff. I forgot about the points. This is about going and collecting stuff, moving up this track of all of the different colours. There's upgrades, there's efficiencies. You can get extra rats from the apple core track at the bottom. There's a cheese track. There's a cheese track. Cheese wheel. It's not a cheese
0: wheel, unfortunately, but there are the cheese. Segments do come in little slices, and the three cheeses is like a cheese wheel, yeah. which is a very, very pleasing little token. The yeah. tokens were immediately incredibly pleasing, actually. Yeah. In terms of like, it's a little bottle of fizzy pop. It's I've a got calculator. myself. Yeah, a broken calculator, yeah, a yeah, tiny yeah. tin of peas. Yeah, it's very sweet. And it's- you are
1: trying to collect them with like, kind of like, aha! If you get enough bicarbonate of soda and uh, what was the thing that was with that? Yeah. Like it was like so, it cereal packets. Yeah. You've just created the bottom bit of a jet. Like, that's, <laughs> that's what engines are. That's science.
0: Don't ask um, questions. The rats. I just realized then that the, the sort of like the, sh- the ship's console, the controls to the rocket is like two calculators and a can of beans. Two yeah. broken calculators yeah. and a can of and beans. A can. It makes sense. It adds up. That's how they did it back in the day. Yeah. Is this all a ruse? Are, we, are you trying to fake, fake it? The rats faked it. The rats faked it. They never went. They just ate, <laughs> the, they ate the beans and had a nap. So, um, on
1: your turn to actually say something about it. Um, you start off with two rats, and you can either move one Rat a long way and get whatever you want from the next next things, or you can move multiple rats a, a little less distance. But if you can move them to the same, only if you move them to land on the same color, so you've got a lot of restriction on what you're doing, and you're trying to build these little chains up. But if you land where someone else is, you've got to give them cheese, and yeah, that's really it's, it's an odd one at the start. Of the game, and there's a shop that you don't have to buy things from, Because you, can, steal you from. can just steal. But then you go back to the beginning. They get they kick you, you get, out. You get chased off. I guess you, just, you got the
0: thing. You, you got, got the thing. thing. You didn't pay for it. So you just ran away. And then presumably when you walk past the shop again, they don't know it's you because rats all kind of look the same, I guess. I don't know. I don't did, know did you work. notice that the shops were run by like a little tiny frog and a little tiny mouse? And I don't remember oh, what the last Oh, is that time true? Was. I
1: saw that on the player reference right at the end. And I was like, what, why? <laughs> I don't remember there being a frog around. <laughs> on I'll tell you, I missed that little frog that got game. ripped off.
0: <laughs> I, I stole a lot of stuff from we that frog. rinsed him for all he was worth. I didn't have any cheese. That's why I was like, sorry, buddy, can't pay for it, but I I'm want it. S- it's mine. <laughs> I'm sorry, officer, I did not have the cheese. I didn't have the cheese. So if you can't have the cheese, don't pay the cheese. Uh,
1: <laughs> but you're trying to get these rats to the top. I think that's the thing. But is, you're also trying to build all of these things on the way. And also you're trying to get light bulbs, which makes yeah, it so cleverer, so you get
0: more I think stuff. it's deceptive when you first look at it in the fact that what it looks like is some very brightly colored wooden rats moving around on very brightly colored circles that are different colors. And when the first thing you're taught is... If you move both the rats, they have to both end on the same color space. You kind of think, like, this is a game for for quite young children. You're thinking, like, we're back at Dodo. We're back in Dodo land, but there's no wibbly-wobbly egg. I want out. (laughs) (laughs) No egg, no deal. Um, But actually, it quite quickly became an interesting puzzle. It wasn't super brain-burning. It's just that, as Ava alluded to, there were so many different things you could be doing. You could be collecting junk to try and build a rocket. You could be just trying to shoot your rats up the track to make them astronauts. Yes. You could be collecting apple cores, which allowed you to shoot another rat token, a second different rat token around a little network of caves to unlock your manner of little bonuses Put and you things. you some cartoons. Yeah, that was yeah. A little Part comics of the game was, Yeah.
1: bonus rats and there bonus It was light bulbs. You had yeah.
0: a light bulb track that allowed you to light up bulbs around the whole network and then get oh, better no. Is that what results? the light bulbs
1: mean? You're just turning the lights on so yeah. you can
0: find stuff? Yeah. Oh. So you turn the lights on. <laughs> I thought it was a metaphor. <laughs> and so I didn't engage with a few of these different mechanics and other people didn't engage with other ones. And it's that kind of breadth of game, I think, and the fact that really, you realize that especially the rule of you can only land your rats on one type of thing means that the decisions are quite interesting. And you do end up doubling down. And yes. when I got a backpack that made it better for me to get cheese, I was like, well, I'm going to be the cheese man but nah. Do you want to tell the people about uh, your unfortunate realization about the backpacks? Okay. Snafu. Yeah. yeah. We, I looked at the manual very briefly. And I saw there was a little thing about slotting bits of cardboard into the rats because they've got a little, like, between their tail and their bum, they've got space for something. The famous rat divot. Yeah, just put whatever you want in there. It's fine. (laughs) And um, effectively, I thought, oh, these are little backpacks, little rat backpacks. So I thought they just slide into the, the, like, a backpack. And I just assumed that meant that, oh, that rat gets that ability. But then the Mm. chap teaching it said, oh, no, all of your rats have that ability. You don't do that. That's a special thing for like one of the mini expansions that looked like it was in the base game, maybe. Yeah, of, I think there's like, like
1: super rat superheroes. We don't know anything about that, so we won't. Well, go I mean, into I, that? I looked at it a bit. Oh, it was you?
0: confusing because it was like you can make your rat into like Arnold Schwarzenegger or yes. Rat Woman, and I was like, what's that got to do with space? <laughs> but apparently, it's through the comics. They read the comics and got inspired and right. started pretending to be Arnold Schwarzenegger. I don't know. Oh. I mean, it doesn't really <laughs> make my, It still doesn't make much sense. Do rats read a lot of comics? apparently so mm-hmm. in this game yes and this game, i love nice it the nice chap who taught us the game then did say unfortunately you're gonna have to take those backpacks off of those rats <laughs> and matt was livid i was <laughs> i he had to hold me back it is, <laughs> both me and matt Gold, like, had a little I conversation about how upset we were
1: because like if you're gonna call them backpacks and there's a slot where you can put them on the back, on of, the back rats, of a rat that's adorable <laughs> i know right
0: and when, when the, the man came over and said i'm um, you're gonna have to take them all out yeah, yeah, it yeah. was like was like getting in trouble at school, I was, I was fuming. I did as I was told, obviously, I didn't say anything. I didn't give any kickback. Well, I was mad, <laughs> I was mad as anything. So please do remember if you design a game that has rats in it, which also have backpacks that you can put the backpacks on the rats. Yeah, I thought you were just gonna say, if you design a game with rats, give them backpacks. Yeah, that it's, as well.
1: It's the first rule of game design.
0: Yes, <laughs> give them backpacks. This, yeah, we, we yeah. liked it. I, th- I thought it was a good time, it was nice, it was fun. I was going to say ten out of ten, but that feels very wrong to just. That's a be bit like, out there, yeah. <laughs> I, think you, I think we don't do that usually as well. No. So, but you can say it if you want because it's a joke. It was good. It was good. It was. It was. I would have liked it. This will sound a bit a bit um, unhinged, perhaps. I would have liked it to be a bit more ratty. <laughs> do you know what I mean though? I didn't no. know. <laughs> I mean. I not but uh, I guess Ma- it
1: was it could have been borrowers right because well, it was mostly yeah. about like using junk the cheese using rubbish. Was,
0: the, was the element that was ratty yeah, right yeah, yeah, in yeah, terms yeah, of yeah. cheese being the economy but actually you like hoard cheese yeah and, feel like and spend it cheese. as an economy as money and, and I don't think how that's...
1: much cheese do they need for this how much cheese did we use and compared to the amount of cheese there is on the moon oh god Why? those rats are going to be so disappointed when they find out about how the moon works
0: yeah that's the dark twist is they've, they've got a flight there but not one back and they forgot about
1: Oxygen? We didn't get any oxygen. No, oh, no. no!
0: Also, how they end up in an economy where, like, the value of cheese means that frogs value cheese more than rats. Oh, yeah! So the rats are collecting cheese to give them to the frog. That's, what does the that's frog That's the need? capitalist
1: classes, isn't it? They take <laughs> the cheese the and they're just yeah. selling it back. That's selling it back yeah. at
0: upshot prices. I don't know. I just felt like the rats, the little wooden pieces were lovely, but having these little brightly coloured pieces... Um, they just didn't feel very ratty to okay, me. Okay, so you wanted them to all be like a sort of sleek brown. and just Yeah, maybe. It's... So if i Maybe I do, is... yeah. I don't know. I just felt like I didn't feel it was very ratty. It was very colourful. It was nice. But I, I wanted a bit of grime in there, I think is what I mean. Yeah. I wanted it to feel a bit grubby at some point.
1: I think like there was a, there was a dark, darkness to the
0: board that worked. <laughs> <laughs> this has become like film, film night. So what's it called? Like... I think there was a darkness was to the brooding. board that I really appreciated the, yeah. the greater work.
1: I think I, saw, I, don't, I think you're being a bit, like, it, it was definitely ratty. They were being rat, a rat snob. They were stealing, I'm they not were saying stealing it wasn't little ratty, things. I'm just saying I would have they liked had it tunnels. to be rattier. But yeah, you wanted it to be ratty. But every, you want
0: everything to be ratty, it's true. right? Whack like, a rat it it. A rats. Give a backpack, whack around it, let's go. Should we talk about our last game? Let's do it. Our last game is a game called, it's not our last game. We didn't make it. Someone else did. We it's don't make games at all. We have we
1: got any right to beat it? Don't don't. Let's not. do okay, yeah, not let us not let Tell us about
0: that our last game. <laughs> our last game is a game called Dreadful Circus, uh, which is a which game. Which is dreadful? No, no, no. It's it not. Was, it's it's not, not dreadful. Yeah, they should it's just not even it really circus. a circus. It's oh, a yeah, game of a like of like trying to bribe people with a box full of junk. <laughs> and <laughs> That's then look quite you ratty. To say, <laughs> You're useless. Yeah, is Dreadful it Circus <laughs> is it more ratty than First Rat? It might be. I think. I mean, I think that's mis. You know, we're sort of characterising rats as being sneaky and devilish, and maybe that's just not fair. No, I mean... But uh, someone... No, no, I'm not... There's just... no cheese. There's no cheese. There's no cheese, <laughs> but there is deception. Uh, in this game, you're all people... I don't even know what you are. There's no, like, thematic grounding. Let's just talk about it. There may have been. We may have just
1: not been told it. Like, yeah. you're, you're different people. At a, I mean, you were Rasputin.
0: What is it? Rasputin isn't a circus person. Yeah, no. It could have been. He was just very busy. He, I think he was a real. He was one of the early like um, hustlers. You know, he had like all sorts of side gigs. Like I've, I've got it. I, magician, read it. I reckon you Poisoner. were like
1: rival circuses, traveling around the country, and you bump into each other all of the time. And when you do, you have the opportunity to trade with each other and make
0: little swaps. And that's yeah, what's I going think that's on, it. Right? You basically are rival circus runners, and yeah. you are trying to be very sneaky with one another. And effectively, it was a game of market manipulation or market control in a strange way but Go no oh.
1: it's, it's, i don't think it's even really market it's the thing of like so you've got the, the idea of like a blind or hidden auction where you don't you can't see what other people are bidding mm. but you never see what people are bidding apart from one person so it's not so much it's the mark the entire market is hidden like you've got these little boxes for keeping stuff in and each turn, someone will put up a card. Two people will put up a card. It's got this weird double simultaneous yep. turn thing going on. And then everyone else will like offer them a box, which has to have something in it.
0: Yeah, so you have and to choose which of the two things you want to bid on. You have yeah. to bid on something, and you have to put something in your box. But the yeah. things you have behind your screen, you have money, cash money, different types of coins. And you also have these little tokens that are basically a kind of set collection thing. And you want to be either getting the most of one type or having lots of little stacks of different yeah, yeah, things. Yeah. And effectively what made it interesting is quite rapidly everyone, is play, everyone plays a card in front of them at the start and that's the thing they have in their circus. And then it becomes about looking what's in your hand and being like, what do I, what can I sell for the most stuff? Like what, yeah. what are people going to think is tasty? What are these people going to go nuts for? Yeah. And then on the other side of it, it's when you really want a card is thinking, what does that person want? Yeah, what yeah, can yeah, I yeah. put in my box? that they're gonna be interested in. And the little, the like the really smart little twist that kind of makes it quite spicy is that, let's say that, you know, you've got this really great card up for auction. Three people have all put a bid in, in their little secret box. You look at, you get to pick any of the boxes to look at first. You pick it up, you look at it, and then you choose to take it then and there. If not, you give it back to that person. Yeah. So it's, you take that option then or not. And there was this great thing where at the point, I said to everyone around the table, I will go nuts if you give me purple tokens or golden coins. I got three bids in, and the first one, I open it, it's got a golden token, but sorry, got a golden coin, but no purple token. I close it, I pass it back the next one, it's got a golden coin, but no purple token. Do I go for the third one? And I did. And it did. And I was so excited. Tasty. It was so tasty. But you you
1: never know whether that's happened. Like if you go for the second box of the three that you've got in front of you, you don't know whether the next box, you don't know at all. Like it goes back to the person still closed. And there's some
0: fascination. There was a point where, you know, we were playing with our friend Drew and and he'd obviously put in a bid that he thought was (laughs) very high. Like he thought, this is, I'm paying over the odds here, but I want this. And then, then, looked at their box, didn't take it, looked at another box and took it. And it was like, wow, okay. Like you don't know what they've just spent to get that. Yeah. But you get a sense of, right, okay. My deal obviously wasn't good enough. you are put in an amazing bid. Someone declines it, you go, seriously? Yeah, it's <laughs> like, what? What's it's, wrong with you? It's got, it's got this weird element. There's a game called QE that um, I quite liked, played a while ago, which is like this auction game kind of weirdly about inflation where everyone writes their bid secretly. They're passing to the auctioneer and only the auctioneer gets to see what everyone bids. So you know who won, but you don't know what the bids are. And there's this weird game about kind of figuring out exactly what other people have been like. if Well, if I bid this, it must have been above that. And I've only seen a bid that's that big. And you have to sort of guess roughly what the going rate is for anything around the table. But I think I like the blindness in this throughout. Because otherwise it would become too crunchy of being like, okay, well, that's not enough for this. This must be this. You have no idea what other people are bidding. (laughs) And often you just put something in thinking, oh, this is junk. I don't want it. And then they take it. And you're like, all right, I'll have this stuff. Cool.
1: Yeah, it's very, very, very gut feeling like if you go into this being quite analytical, I think there is a thing of like normally auction games are really tricky when you're first sitting down to the table because there's quite often a feeling of like, I have no idea what things are worth, which is what Drew says. Um, but, like, this is a game where it's kind of possible you'll never learn what things are worth (laughs) because you never see what other people are putting in other people's And I guess because you create
0: that economy within the game, there's no, like, little sort of cheat sheet that shows you roughly how much each component is worth. It's, like, in that game, you have, like, a micro-agreement, like, oh, a purple is worth two copper. And And I feel, like, as well, that there was another element to the game in the fact that the powers that the cards have and the things they let you do some of the cards are just like you put it in front of you and because all the cards you play and have they're all in the table visible to everyone so everyone can see like well that silver coins are worth way more to this person than other people and or you know they've already got two of this set maybe don't want to let them have a third or if they do they're going to have to pay me a lot for it sort of thing and that information becomes great in the fact that it means like you know you might look in their box first because you're expecting a heavy bid from that person initially and you might think yeah sure I'll take that the ordering of that and the fact that once you've closed the box and given it back, you can't go back to it is huge. Tom had a card that basically broke that rule and it meant that <laughs> we had to look in his box first whenever he bid for something, but then we could also go back to it later. So yeah. it meant it was like front of the auction and you could go, "I oh, so what's Tom offered? All right, and then he puts one side and then it meant you always knew you had that as a backup. Yeah. But getting to the front of the queue like that was kind of huge. It was it sometimes you push your luck and just open all the other boxes and yes. then you'd miss a better bit in the middle and you go, Well, I guess I'll and take Then you tongs. have to come back to my pitiful one money that I put in the <laughs> box and full of regret. No, it's, there is such a sting in it when that you, you look at something and you go, that's really good and you give it back to it but you go, I think I can do better. You give it back to someone the next thing you open is your last possible thing yeah, and, it's, and it's just it's rubbish. Absolute rubbish. And I think that that's an area of the game that we didn't really explore but I would say that like the game itself is quite clearly designed to be a bit nasty, right? Yeah. In a way that it is about trying to trick people and manipulate people a little bit and it's very open about that and actually it fits very well with the theming and the art style which is gorgeous and slightly horrible. Um, <laughs> and this idea of of you having to effectively, especially because you've got cards that allow you to steal other people's things or trash other people's things or take stuff at the end of the game and have things happen that are like, whoa, okay, like you just screwed me over on my points out of nowhere. In accepting those mechanics, it became clear that as part of the conversations around that, we didn't really do that because we were just having a demo and we were playing. But I think you could do whatever you want. <laughs> and I got the sense that it was very much a bit like um, Sheriff of Nottingham, where there's nothing stopping you from being like, hey, I'll pay you three coins to open their bag. You know, like, mm. I think it was a case of being like, you want to look in mine first, and you're going to you, you're gonna keep you it. And you won't yeah. regret it. Or like, you know, telling people like, trying to convince people to, to check yours first and take the deal or whatever. Or, you know, even th- I think you could probably threaten people, right? If you had a car that was gonna do something bad, you could be like, you're gonna take my deal on this. <laughs> Otherwise, at the end of the game, like, I'm gonna You've do been, something very bad to you. You've been thinking about this game, haven't you? <laughs> no, I just thought it was interesting. I'm like, gosh, like there's so much room for like bluffing and yeah. weirdness. But also, like it's, the, it's a game like that that fits
1: into that big group, um, social manipulation, social deduction, like thinking about what other people are doing, that is also very much based on like how valuable stuff is. So you're into the economic side of things, you can still get into that. And also the social manipulation doesn't have to be what you're talking no. about. It can just be like you, you don't have to be no, you don't have to be confident talking at the table to play it, because you are just looking at things. And passing boxes to each other. Yes, you could say silent. And they at could the they could be game. hot air
0: that could throw things. But at the same time, you could just be you offering just really savvy it. deals and giving people exactly what they want, and making the right choices, and killing it.
1: And like it's very smart. I talk, i think I talked in the Biblios review that I did recently about the fact that like auctions are all about like an amount, like the two key ingredients are like information and things being worth different values to different people. And like this leans so far in both of those
0: directions. Yeah but it kind of stays balanced. Like yeah. there's so much,
1: it's not chaotic. No it isn't,
0: and it's so gutting when you think, what do they want? And then you work out exactly what to give them in the box and you think this is really tasty, and you put it in the pile, and they just open another box and take it, and you're like, you didn't even look in my box! <laughs> <laughs> you, I, you would have liked it. It's, uh, it's really interesting, yeah. I thought it was gonna be like too light or not have enough bite, but I thought it was a really nice level of, of strategy enjoyment, and also very quick. Very yeah. quite quickly. Whizzed around, awesome some
1: it's, stuff. It's really unique in that field of games that play up to eight people. Yeah. I think that that's, that's the thing that, that got me about it. That I haven't played a lot of those big, lots of people sitting around the table playing around with recently. And it was nice to see something that's totally, there's no, it's not Avalon-like. It's not like the standard yeah. games that come out.
0: It was something. And having those little view, boxes that you could just chuck stuff oh, in and slide it around. Oh, we forgot to mention, it's quite key, I apologize, uh, that, that, that all of your resources you keep behind a, a screen. So it's, you know, you know that there's a closed economy. Every at the start of the game, everyone gets given a mixture of all the stuff. Mm. And it's not like there's gonna be more things coming in very often. Occasionally there are, yeah. but it generally means that stuff's just shifting around. And especially when there's cards where it's like you can take loads of one type of thing. So if you know somebody has a bunch of something because you've given it them, yeah, you can steal it off them later. It's that kind <laughs> of thing. Like it's I wanna dive into it more. It's definitely it's got mm. depth and, and chewiness that's that's quite exciting. Yeah. So that is Board games. Board games. That is. We did it! The Dreadful Circus. So, yeah, um, some lovely stuff. And that concludes the end of today's. Of board board games. Did we even begin the end? No. Um, Not doing that. Can you not
1: begin the end and then conclude? No, No, there's no more ends. (laughs) This is the beginning (laughs) of the end.
0: Don't say that. (laughs) That's really stressful. It's the weekend. (laughs) See, normally at this point you'd have the sort of slowly rising music coming into the back, but I feel like instead there's just going to be. No, that's the old one. Oh, it is. I don't know what's happening. You've not edited the podcast for so long. He goes. It kind of starts off and it's like.
1: Oh, I'm going to. Oh, you're doing it. it. Also, it's going to be really hard for us to walk on stage while we do this. Thank you very
0: much for coming along to the Shuttle and Sedan podcast. Do go and check out the Wibbly Wobbly Eggs. Uh, Have a wonderful weekend. And uh, yeah, we've got another live show tomorrow at a different time i, I think it it's on, half six it or sunday? remember it was fine. no it's not on sunday at half oh, six because we're gonna oh, not be games. here anyway uh if you want to come to that we'll be talking about different games and stuff anyway thank you so much and have a lovely evening thank you for coming <laughs>